Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 64 of the Whatnots Review Show. It's N- Nintendo 64, yay! Mm-hmm. Um, we are here to talk about some Transformers comics, but we will get to that in a sec. My yes. name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, what are you up to today? Oh boy, I played an RPG with my family and I'm just trying to get my apartment as clean and presentable as possible because I have to go hunting for a new roommate. Oh man. Mm-hmm. So is is the um is the RPG the Star Wars one that you had told yes. me about? A while yeah, back? my okay. brothers and my nephew and I are playing Edge of the Empire together. Nice. Mm-hmm. Sounds sounds good. Mm-hmm. I, I did not do anything as fancy. We did record uh an episode of the Captain's yes. Log this morning. Uh, our our schedule is a little bit different than usual, but we yep. did that, and then I went to go eat at a barbecue place for lunch. Oh, um, yes, choice. Very, very, very good. It hit the spot. Oh. It was dirt cheap, too. Uh, I God. guess I, I, I didn't get much. It was just uh, like a pulled chicken sandwich mm-hmm. and a drink, and that was it, and it was like six What's- bucks. What's your preferred barbecue side? Because I'm a solid potato salad lady. Uh, so I I'm I'm a bit of a weirdo. Like the, I I like <laughs> French for like I'm I'm a very picky mm-hmm. eater, mm-hmm. but I I think I like to just stick with French fries. That you can't beat them. That is it is um, not barbecue specific, but it is a reliable classic. Unless it's like barbecue chicken. In which case, it, like, j- like just by itself, not like a barbecue chicken sandwich. Uh, but if it's actual just, like, barbecue chicken, then mm-hmm. sure, some kind of, like, potato something. I, I'm, I'm not a potato salad fan <laughs> or egg salad something. fan. But yeah, just some, some vegetables to go on the side, some uh, asparagus or something cooked in Asparagus? Bacon. Yeah. I... I know that is bacon. A, it's real good. Okay, I know that is a real vegetable people eat. I've never seen that paired with a barbecue before. It's, it's like yeah, your like, beans, your coleslaw. Yeah, beans your works asparagus. Fine. I'm not. I'm not a coleslaw fan. Asparagus works fine. Uh, if you've had broccolini, mm. that works fine too. But it it, it has to like. I, I don't like that stuff by itself. It's mm-hmm. like you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I made asparagus. I'll be like, all right, uh, <laughs> what else do you have? But you have fun if it's cooked in like bacon grease. Oh, it's so well, that improves every food. You could yeah. put, <laughs> I don't know, bacon and cereal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it improves it. Every food you said, right? You know, just cereal, <laughs> just like a pile of blueberries, <laughs> a salad. <laughs> There you go. Um, but as I said, we are here to talk about some Transformers comics. Because, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you did not know, each week here on the Whatnots Review Show, we have a new story to talk about. Actually, you know what? I should get away from saying a new story to talk about because it's not always new. It's it's a di- it's a different story each each week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Who cares? It's semantics. We have a different story to talk about each week. Uh could be a comic book, could be a movie, TV show, something else. We rate it, we watch it, we do what we have to do. Come back here and talk about it. Mhm. 
Uh, these Transformers comics that we are talking about this week is the last stand of the Wreckers, or the Wreckers saga, to be more yeah, exact. Yeah, last stand of the Wreckers is ironically the first story in this collection, followed by Sins of the Wreckers and Requiem of the Wreckers. You are correct. Uh, and this is written by Nick Roche. Uh, who also had help uh, by James Roberts in Volume mm-hmm. One. Nick Roche also did some of the pencils uh, for, and uh, yeah, he 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 did the pencils for all of these, uh, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there's a bunch. There, there's a whole list here of all sorts of different inkers and letterers and colorers and all that stuff. I'm I'm not going to read all of them out, uh, but just to name a few, uh, Guido. Gucci, I believe is how you say his name, uh, helped with the p- pencils in Volume 1. Josh Burcham helped with the colors in Volume 2. And if I can get this thing to scroll, Sean Lee and Tom B. Long helped out on the l- 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 letters in Requiem of the Wreckers, mm. uh, which there was a missed opportunity to spell Requiem with a W-R, <laughs> and they did not. So... I, I believe we made this joke last week. You did, yes. And, and now I realize, oh, this story is far too serious for wordplay like this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a surprising comic. I, I I mentioned this to you earlier that I was expecting with a Transformers comic series mm-hmm. something more like, bam, pow, like fights and car chases and cool transformation scenes. Big explosions. And- yeah. And it is a dense, complex, multi-layered story about war crimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I am not a particular Transformers. Me either. And I, I, I guess that that's the right word. I've just never gotten into it. I've seen mm-hmm. a couple of those, uh, those Michael Bay films, and I don't, I don't really like those. I, I liked the first one enough. Yeah. I think I remember seeing the first but one and also it. enjoying have, it fine. Have you seen Bumblebee? I haven't, but I've heard Neither Bumblebee's pretty good. I've heard good things, and I believe that's yeah. the one where they all actually look like how they're supposed to look like. It's like hmm. they all look like the old, the old cartoons, stuff like that. Um, but but yeah, so I we decided to pitch some giant robot-centric mm-hmm. uh, comics and anime and stuff like that this week uh because neon genesis evangelion is now on netflix Mm -hmm. um we did not end up picking neon genesis evangelion but we went with the good old transformers uh which i i don't know much about so this was an interesting one i Mm -hmm. i looked online for like what are some good places to start the Transformers yeah. comics, because one of the comic book podcasts that I listen to, House to, House to Astonish, mm-hmm. uh, have for the past like two or three years been like, man, these Transformers comics are amazing. They are so good. They have no right to be this good. How are they this good? <laughs> yeah. And I've just never checked them mm-hmm. out. Um, and so I, w- I looked around online and I saw a couple titles I could potentially check out. Uh, and the Wreckers Sahaga was also one. Like, hey, you should mm-hmm. read this story. Um, and then I went onto one of the Discord servers that I was on, and I was like, hey, what is like if if I wanted to get into the Transformers comics, where should I start? What would be a good 
like jumping on point and I, I got some pointers and stuff and then i was like all right what about side stories like is mm-hmm. there just like a one-off side story you don't really need to know much else and they mentioned um the wreckers saga uh and the pitch was like the wreckers saga is basically suicide squad but for the transformers i was like all right sounds kind good to of, me yeah like they're not so much like the Suicide Squad and that they are criminals who it's like, okay, this well. is your punishment that you have to. They they are not actual like legal criminals, most yeah. of them. Yeah. Like they have were not taken out of a prison and told, okay, you know, you have a chance to get out of here if you go on the super deadly mission for us and you survive. It's more like this is the team we call in for really the extra dangerous weird... stuff. Yes. Like, this is the most hard scrabble A team we've got. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so, oh, yeah. So, I, I thought that sounded neat. So, that was the one I pitched. You picked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got to read it this week. Let's, let's dive into a bit of a synopsis mm-hmm. uh, and then do our g- general thoughts and stuff like that. And then we will dive into spoilers after that and start breaking things down. Uh, so I'm, I'm going to say right off the top, I thought this was a little confusing in terms yes. especially volume one. Yes. It um, drops you right into the thing. Yeah. So I, I just, from what I could gather, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so it, essentially, yeah, the wreckers is basically their suicide squad mm-hmm. or their their uh their ex horse if, you, yeah. if you're a marvel fan um to go in and do these dangerous j- j- jobs it sounds like the wreckers have been a thing in the p- past but haven't mm-hmm. really been around recently mm-hmm. uh and they are putting a new team together to go uh to i just forgot what it was called i should have this Oh, it's like G9, I think, is the name of this prison planet. Yes, I believe it is G9. Where's the IDW page? There it is. Uh, Yeah, it's abbreviated as G9. Uh, It is Garrus 9, which is Mm -hmm. basically a prison. Uh, And it has fallen to the Decepticons three years prior uh and no communications have gone in or out since then so no one really knows what's happening here uh and the wreckers are kind of sent in to figure out what is going on um that's pretty much volume one i won't spoil too much past that but we learn things kind of down the road in volume two of like why they were really there what they were uh trying to i don't say trying to accomplish but we learn more about the characters mm-hmm. in volume yeah. two who they actually are what their purpose is why they're actually on the team yeah how all that comes into play uh and and stuff like that so it's 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 a neat story uh but like i said it's it's a little bit confusing for new readers i i don't know if i would recommend this as a one-off story you don't need to know anything else no um it it felt like jumping in 
out of volume like five or six instead of like this is a one-off story you don't need to know anything Mm -hmm. else here it is yeah there's a lot of background going on and it took me a long time to sort of find my footing and even then i'd have to remind myself like okay who's this one again Mm -hmm. like what are the relationships to each other and who's old friends and what are what are all of your powers yeah and it's all characters you're not really familiar with if if oh yeah if you're just a passing transformers fan they make mention of megatron they make mention of optimus i think they mentioned bumblebee yeah once but that's about it Mm-hmm. Of, of things that I recognize, I I, I, think, I think they also mentioned like Star Scream and Soundwave or whoever, um. But like, yeah. Besides that, like I like I am I am I know absolutely nothing about the Transformers. Yep. So this was a bit of uh jumping into like ice water. Yeah, you being are. Like, oh my god! Thrown into this? a big battle scene with a ton of characters, and you slowly have to learn. Like they'll mention each other's names. You're like, okay, that one's that guy. And I don't know about you, but I had a hard time following the visual language of this book, which is not the book's fault. It's me. I'm not like a mechanically minded well, person. Like if you we'll took get into that. If I saw, if you took like my license plate and any personal effects out of my car and dropped me in the middle of a parking lot and said, which car is your car? Like it'd take me a long time. (laughs) So having all of these robots that I have to learn to differentiate from each other and I'm just thrown into a giant crowd scene with all of them at once, it took me a long time to like track that. This one's this color. They got like a fin on their head. You know, this one has like wing sort of deals. You know, that one is this thing on its arm and like a long time. Yeah, a long time for me to untangle, which I think is just me like not being used to all robot stories where I don't have in more than one human face. Not all robots look alike, Melissa. Jeez. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> no, so yeah, so I, I, I think for that reason alone, mm-hmm. I, I think this is more for someone who is already a Transformers yeah. fan. Uh, from what I g- g- gathered, this is kind of a who's who of minor mm-hmm. characters. Yeah. Uh, and I think there's a couple new ones too. But yeah, it like, it, this is for someone who I think is much more steeped in Transformers. Mm-hmm. Lower, but that being said, if you are able to put in the work and parse yeah. out like who's who and all that stuff, I think it's 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 a pretty yes. good story. I I know I didn't get everything in the story, but mm-hmm. what I got, I was pretty impressed by. Yeah, yeah. And there is a prose section, like at the end of we we read this all in like one big collected volume. And at the end of Last Stand of the Wreckers before Sins of the Wreckers, there's like a 15 pages of just prose that are outstanding. Yeah. That was my favorite part of the entire thing by I was, far. I was going to say, too, that was my favorite part, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that that about covers it. Yeah. Unless you have something else to add for general thoughts and synopsis stuff. Uh, I would just also warn the listener, if you want to try reading this, I had to speed read this just because I didn't have any time in my week until last night. This is a dense book. Like, 
Mm-hmm. This will take you six hours or something like that to I spent really all day yesterday. Yeah, it's beyond all it. the prose pages that are in there. This is maybe the wordiest comic I've ever read. There's not a lot of like just punch we're, splash pages or anything like that. We're gonna have to go back and read some Stanley. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> talk about wordy. <laughs> yeah, it's there's a lot there. And so I had to burn through this thing just mm-hmm. by the confines of my schedule. But it deserves better than that. Like, really give yourself the time, sit down, pay some loving attention to the Wreckers saga. And yeah. that that's the way you sh- anybody should really be reading this. Yeah. You can't make a light afternoon out yeah. of the Wreckers saga. Uh, that being said, if you do also want to try it out, uh, I believe the first five issues, which mm-hmm. is the entirety of volume one, mm-hmm. uh, is available on Comixology Unlimited. So if you are subscribed to that, you can check out those first five issues, mm-hmm. uh, which is the last stand of the Wreckers. So go go check it out. Uh, Melissa, we got some housekeeping to do before we get yeah. on to spoilers stuff, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to... Tell them about what we covered last week here on, yeah. on the review show. Last week's review show topic was Titan AE. Mm-hmm. This is an animated film from the year 2000. This is from Don Bluth. Y-T-K. And it, mm-hmm, and it is a sci-fi story about like the last of humanity living in space after aliens destroyed Earth. And this young man who realizes his scientist father before he died gave him the last key to find this science project that could resurrect earth and it's sort of a fun ragtag space misfit adventure yeah good stuff good stuff indeed um we also have a bunch of patreon exclusive episodes of the whatnots review show uh we recently uh just did one on was it did did we just do mob psycho or is that the the one that Yes, uh, towards the beginning of the month, we released our episode about season two of Mob Psycho 100, the anime series. And then coming up for July, in the first couple weeks of July, we'll be doing a kind of multimedia pseudo webcomic story Mm -hmm. called 17,776. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I I was confused. I thought maybe we did something after Mob Psycho, but I I guess not because we only do those once a month yep so there you go uh that is at patreon.com slash the whatnots if you want to support us and those are for for people at the three dollar tier and above uh however if you want to support us at the one dollar tier you can guys get access to the live streams of this show uh we do live streams for patrons only uh on 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 this show uh yeah we also did an episode this morning of the captain's log uh mm-hmm. we, t- we t- talked about a whole bunch of things uh clowns star trek yeah uh, yeah <laughs> that is a wide variety of stuff what we would like to have hung over our mantles and our dream homes lots <laughs> yes. of topics all sorts of stuff. So go go check out the captain's log as well. You guys can find out more info at thewhatnots.com or anywhere you get your podcast. You can just search The Whatnots and all of our shows will pop up there. I also do want to say we have a Toy Story 4 spoiler cast yes. uh, on the Reactor Core. Uh, 
Uh, so you guys shouldn't go go check that out. And that's C O R P S, the reactor, the reactor corpse. That's right. Spell that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, go go check that out. If, if, yeah. if you guys went to go see Toy Story Four, you guys can get some spoilery goodness. Mm-hmm. That's our feed for podcasts about brand new, exciting, big things. And so coming up soon, we'll do one on Spider Man Far From Home. Mm-hmm. Not properly scheduled yet, but it's a given. We will this be there next for week Pete. sometime. We will yes. have it recorded. Uh, let's get on to spoilers. Then. Yes. All right, we are in spoiler territory for the Wrecker Saga. If you haven't read this yet, go check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it is a little bit dense, a little bit confusing, uh, but there, there's a lot to pick out of this. Yes. Um. So yeah, let let I mean, just kind of piggyback backing off of that, off of the stuff we've kind of already mm-hmm. said. Yeah, I yeah, I I almost want to say that I didn't like volume one. Yeah, it's re- it. You are directly into it and it doesn't really let up very much. And I yeah. don't feel like the characters were given great introductions. They they weren't, especially if you're new, like yeah. you were. It was like they just it was another robot is all it yeah, was exactly. like it just, and also yeah. like very rarely in that first volume do they ever actually do the transform thing so you don't even have like well that one's a helicopter and that one's yeah, a tank and that one's a big truck like mm-hmm. it's robots just all these big old robots and like yeah. they're all running in a pack together and i would have to stop and really look at it and pick out where one robot body ended and then yeah. the next one began and to me, I think the big problem with Volume 1 was actually the artwork. Mm. Um, the, the artwork is phenomenal, technically, uh, but it's it, it's very... I, 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 I don't want to use the word zoomed in, because that makes me think of uh, the, the Michael Bay films. It's not that bad, but mm. it, it it's... Because the Transformers because these wreckers, as mm-hmm. they call themselves, that's their crew, mm-hmm. uh, because they're so big, like, these are, like, big, giant robots. Oh, yeah, they're they, like a they t- two-story they house. Up, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, they end up taking a lot of space on the page, mm. and when there's four or five of them, they take up all of the space, and so there's yeah. almost no room for context or back around mm. or characters like that so it ends up being this like almost stained glass looking yeah like it's just all colors and, and shapes. shapes yeah and i it's because they're not necessarily humanoid they they are kind of but they're I, also yeah and that they have like in... a head two arms two legs but like their torsos are all different shapes. Some of them have stuff coming out of their backs. Yeah, it so it it ends up making this very muddled page. Yes. I'm just like I don't know exactly what I'm looking at. I don't know where one robot ends and the other one starts. Yeah, is that and... one? Is that Springer's arm? Which yes, by the way, yeah. <laughs> my last name is Springer. 
Mm-hmm. And the main character of this whole thing, his name is Springer. I had no idea. I was just like, oh, okay. We're... <laughs> he, he doesn't have springs, which I... Yeah, like, I, I don't expect it would be that on the nose, but I was kind of disappointed he couldn't, like, jump really high. Usually their name has something kind of to do with what they yeah. do. Or, Twin or... Twist has two drills. Yeah. There you go. I mean, I, I, I guess Optimus Prime isn't like, so what do you do? <laughs> you yeah, I, like I, I can't break that down into a mechanical part. <laughs> um, I, I, uh, Yeah. I... I, I, I guess maybe if you want to get extra meta about it he's the chosen one he's the optimal prime like th- we're gonna let's talk know, about the whatever. art some more and then let's get back to optimus prime yeah the so, i will say that the <laughs> art i loved it's so colorful like yeah. i couldn't tell what was going on but it is a delight to look, to look at, at. Absolutely. and whenever there's like a laser beam or a flame or anything that's supposed to be lit up the kind of illumination effect they had around it was really gorgeous like everything had this real lovely glow to it that i really Mm -hmm. enjoyed every time it would come up i just wish the uh i mean this isn't power rangers you can't have one robot per color one color per robot it can't be that simple but i wish the as nice as the lighting effects were i wish we would have gotten more time with them and like plain flat lighting to really get used to and lock into our heads which one's which? you know so this one is this color this one's the other color before it starts getting into like shadows and shades and like tenting those colors and then you're yeah. not used to them yet and you're like is that the same guy yeah so I, I i think for me they actually ended up solving that problem in volume two Mm -hmm. and it's a lot easier to keep track of it in volume two ultimately what i think they did is they zoomed out they they just they they showed these characters in context yeah there's so much more background and negative space and scale in volume two yeah and that that helped me recognize Mm -hmm. who was who i i i I still don't know if i could put a, a face to a name oh yeah like if you held flashcards up to me now time yeah but it was it (laughs) it was easy enough for me to be like okay i know this guy is this one right here this is where he stops and where he starts and you know all that stuff and he's talking to this guy okay he said that guy's name is springer springer's the green and purple or the green and orange orange one yeah um so like all right if that's springer and then he said okay yeah yeah and volume two also had a a slightly smaller cast and they were in oh like they weren't all like running together in a clump like the the blocking (laughs) volume two was better they stood apart from each other and that made it a lot easier and i imagine if you are a seasoned transformer or like mech person like your brain has just developed that visual language to tell apart and identify big robot bodies easier than mine does. So I don't know if it's necessarily like, it's not all the art. It's like, I'm, I'm not prepared for this. I am not your audience. I don't have that toolbox to figure out what you're doing. Right. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it, like it's, it's, it's one of those things like the art is technically very good mm-hmm. it's just i i they made a creative choice to 
be very very close up and and yeah. have these characters taking up most of the panels and most of the pages and it yeah it, it i i think it didn't really work in the comics favor mm-hmm. unfortunately um and because of that because because i couldn't really parse out who's who or what was happening exactly i i i could get the gist of things but it didn't stick for yes. me until i i read the prose stuff yes uh, just after that there's about like 15 pages of prose um and i i yeah we we mentioned it before the, the, i loved the prose stuff i thought that was I, phenomenal i would read like i would pay decent money for just a big transformers novel that just occasionally has pictures in it i feel like that's the better way to take it instead of a graphic novel i'd like to have a novel with graphics in it list of transformers books (laughs) i just want more of that stuff like getting inside their heads and learning how they think how they view the other robots was so much more useful to me than actually seeing the robots believe it or not being told instead of being shown was a big help here. Like it's um, first aid is that medic robot. Yeah. And there's a scene where he meets Springer and I didn't know that Springer is apparently a hot transformer because that's how first aid is reacting to him. Like who? Oh, like you remember in winter soldier where that guy in the Apple store just looks at captain America and he's like, Ooh, specimen. That's what this, <laughs> this guy does to Springer. Like, see, I well, I couldn't tell he was handsome. So I don't let me know see if I can find that. I, I you're you're not necessarily wrong, but I think something else was happening mm. there that we didn't get much of an explanation for, and this is why I loved the prose yeah. because it really opened up the world mm-hmm. and explained what we just read in volume one. Let me let me see if I can skip ahead to these and pages something. Here. Something these comics do is that they have a lot of robot, I wouldn't say gore feels like a very strong word for it, but there's like visceral injuries that these robots sustain. Mm -hmm. And like, it's nothing you can really comprehend, but you can tell, oh, that's bad. And it's even worse what they're describing in the prose sections. Like there was this disaster some years ago where there was this like acid rain that fell from the sky and it just Swiss cheesed a bunch of transformers. Yeah. Like they are just some kind of chemical weapon. Yeah. It just dissolves them. uh, Like they're just barely holding together. Gideon's glue, I think is what they- Gideon's glue is what they call it. Yeah. And like having that described to me is so much more effective than somebody actually illustrating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what what I w- was hoping to get at here, I'm not going to be able to find mm-hmm. the exact part in the prose right now, but I can at least show some people uh, that like he, what these pages look mm-hmm. like. Um, and it's just these two columns of all that stuff. But what you were refer- referring to when first aid sees Springer, he's he's looking at all of their all of the like Autobot and Decepticon. I guess the Decepticons weren't there, but he's looking at the Autobot yes. badges, mm-hmm. and he's it, it it was saying that he was touching them to 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 see yeah, if he could I see liked something. That. And if you kind of read between the lines, it looks like he was he was 
kind of a plant, not not he, he, not a secret agent, but he was running some secret missions. Yes, because there was a a transformer out out, out there that would uh, send messages by basically sniping some people yeah, in like... their in in their Autobot badge and shooting a specific eye and the yeah, bullet bu- the- would lodge in there so i think that's what first aid yeah, was actually like if the, doing if the right eye is knocked out somebody has marked this is a potential wrecker for you like you're in charge of notifying springer about who could be or, new on the wrecker team yeah or or take the bullet out and the bullet will have a chip inside it with yeah. information and and stuff like mm-hmm. that so and, there's uh, th- he is doing that but and like he's admiring like Oh, like the war wounds or the lack of war wounds, like the great repairs Springer has had. Mm-hmm. But there's also something there's something to me like that's a handsome robot right there. That is a damn good looking robot. Wait, is, is that the, the part where he was like, man, that guy's shoulders. <laughs> like, yes, yes. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, But yeah, I, 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 I thought the rose was really because because that helped me to understand what actually happened in volume one that Mm -hmm. hey this the prison planet thing what was happening there was terrible yes but that's kind of a side story there's actually a computer there that had a that was basically the record holder for all of the autobots war crimes Mm -hmm. like all of the 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 bad shit that if it yeah. got out was that that would be bad this would make the good guys look like the bad guys mm-hmm. that stuff was on that planet and that's what they had to go to go did do they had to find that computer and basically download all of that stuff or destroy it and yeah. somehow smuggle it off um and i yeah i didn't like i saw that happen in the comics but it was just like wait why are we why did they ch- ch- change to go look for this computer? I don't understand. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And then when once I, I read all of this stuff, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So that's why they can't get this thing out, and it's in this hot bed of this p- prison planet that's being controlled by this uh, Decepticon that basically yeah. wants to take over all the other Decepticons because he doesn't like to Megatron. Get- to get Megatron's attention. Yeah, he like <laughs> he just yeah. So it's just like this is this like super sensitive information is in this really really bad spot right now, and we need to get it yeah, out. It's this giant computer that was used to like this calculates numerically guilt. Yes, like it me- mechanizes crimes. And so it's in this prison planet that's controlled by Decepticons. It's mostly Decepticons. But the trick is that that thing was also there for the Autobot war crime trials. Mm -hmm. And if that information got out and you'd learn, oh, none of these people got reprimanded. There were no consequences for any of this. Yeah. Then it's like, oh, that's not good. Mm -hmm. Maybe the good guys aren't so good. Yeah. And the second volume is all about answering for that because, like, the kind of bureaucrat in charge of all this is that um, Autobot named Prowl. And in the second volume, like, Prowl's gone missing. It's Prowl having to answer for all of these secrets and, like, 
throwing all of these people into violent situations or knowing somebody is like too off the rails to be allowed to still work and like mm, he's fine he's effective he's murderous but he's effective like let him you know run around yeah, out there killing this whoever. guy's about to die we can yes. use him anyways to as like a sacrifice to you know that was yeah the story of iron fist was one of my maybe my favorite thread in this entire thing especially the story of him and skyfall yeah that that kind of ended up being I think the the underlying bedrock of the the, the whole yeah. story that and I, I I would say Springer's origin, but it, I feel like Springer's origin ends up being a lot more inconsequential yes. um, than Iron Fist and Skyfall. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, because like they're they're friends, uh, and like, then I, it turns out Skyfall has been sabotaging iron fist because he wants this lab spot like he's got like a workbench in this incredibly prestigious hard to get into lab it's like you just have to wait for somebody to die or retire to move into a new lab yeah it's just academic backstabbing i i I feel like i kind of would have liked this the story from that perspective like mm-hmm. t- tell me that story and have that be the record saga have I- I- iron fist or whoever his name was uh be be the main character tell it from his per- perspective where yeah he is this scientist basically making weapons for mm-hmm. the a- 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 autobots he makes something that is basically insanely heinous <laughs> yeah. like, it's not necessarily overly destructive but it's it it will kill someone every single t- time yeah it's a bullet that when fired aims directly for the head yeah and they're like this is that this is guaranteed to kill every time this is this should be used so rarely like we're we're going to sanction this like you you're not allowed to continue this experiment anymore like this is too harsh for us yeah but the gun accidentally went off during a prototype testing phase and he shoots and himself he, in the head so he's got a bullet slowly working its way towards his own brain and then he finds out his best friend programmed it to do that yeah and, and just the, the, that, I think, just by itself is a fascinating story. Yes. The, the betrayal there is amazing. Top I, notch. The relationships between all of these Transformers yeah. is really interesting. And I wish we got, because the prose gives you so much depth to those mm-hmm. that doesn't really come across as much in the comics themselves. There's yeah. there's some good stuff there. Like, I love... Oh, uh, Verity and Stakeout is a great relationship. Mm-hmm. I, I love at the end in, in Requiem when it turns out Tarantulas and Overlord, like, are kind of a thing now. That was fun for me. Yeah. Like, okay, the big bad from issue one, issue two, or the, you know, the first two volumes, in this last third, like, kind of wrap-up volume... Both of them have survived. Both of them have survived and like live in a cave together and are <laughs> ambiguously maybe a couple. Yeah. <laughs> so, volume two. Mm-hmm. Uh, is yeah. I I I think immediately you can tell the art is a little bit 
different. Mm. Um, I'm I'm wondering if it is a thing where they got feedback on on the art and it was just like, hey, it's a little confusing to know who's who's who. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I think the art was fantastic in volume two. Uh, this one I didn't necessarily like the story as much, but I do think it wrapped everything up pretty Mm -hmm. nicely. And it was really cool to see the more, uh, like Beast Wars style Transformers. I I think they had a specific name for them, and it it wasn't Um, the, uh, I forget what they called them, but it's it's not what I remember of them as from Beast Wars. They're not called the Beast Wars. They're not the Animorphs. (laughs) They're not Beast Bots or whatever the fuck, you know? Um, but yeah, I liked seeing that because that also gave it some more variety and a new, like a new distinct look to the book. Mm-hmm. There were, yeah, I liked all those twists. Like, I like that Verity is being pursued by all of these animals, and she can't figure out why these animals, even like a rabbit, like a rabbit. Why does this gosh darn bear keep chasing me? She's like, in that you can get okay, a bear would chase you, but a rabbit takes her backpack with like. With this the compute- co- co- copy of the the computer yeah, that like they all the war had all crime stuff, yeah. Testimonies, like the rabbit takes her backpack and runs away, and that's not something a rabbit does. And because that's a wascally old, it rabbit. is a robot in disguise. Yeah, and they're whale. Like they're looking for. Okay, there's some massive underwater base where they're holding stakeout. And it turns out it is a, a transformer so massive he transforms into a, a giant, giant whale. whale. And somebody makes the joke that he's a fish tank, and then somebody else says, "Well, mammal tank." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> whales are mammals. <laughs> he does transform into a tank. So funny. That's another thing that's really great about the prose section is that it reads almost like. Like, you don't think about the fact that they're mechanical so much. And even when the mechanical stuff does come up, it's not like, these are giant mechs. Until it's like this really, you know, deep conversation between these two comrades. And the next line says, he watched him transform into a motorcycle and drive away. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm showing a a couple, uh, whoever is watching the video... Version. I'm showing a couple more pages of the the art from Volume Two, stuff like that, so y'all y'all can see what is happening there. Um, but yeah, so Volume Two is also there's the rabbit and the whale mm-hmm. right there. Um, so Volume Two is also kind of where you we get the origin of Springer mm-hmm. uh, in in there was which is an interesting one which is again it's one of those things that's like okay so it started in a book that's not in this book or you, you, you know yeah just like all right now you have to explain all this stuff that maybe i should have read in something else <laughs> um but apparently what was the what was the dude's name with the harpoon for the arm he was the uh, he was the original impactor, impactor. yeah he he he's the original i guess the original later of the wreckers um and mm-hmm. he has a beef with tarantulas or who, 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 who whatever her name was 
or his name was. Yeah, so I think t- Tarantulas had that like fr- Frieza thing from Dragon Ball Z, where everyone thought it was a she, or they thought it was a woman, but mm. it's not. If I'm not mistaken. I, yeah, I think somebody refers to Tarantulas before the reveal is like that spider queen or something. Maybe I'm wrong then, but I I, I got the vibe of like, oh, yeah, this is a woman or, or, or a female robot. I don't know if that's a thing. I, I don't yeah, know. I'm very intrigued about how things like gender and romance and relationships impact transformers and i think there's another line of comics like that does get more into that my brother was telling me about the robots in disguise line that was a lot more about like i almost pitched it's a lot more about like the social aspects of the transformers which i am really interested in if i can like get it easily i'd i'd want to read that even if i don't get half of it the stuff I get, I know I will like. So they have, so I, yeah, when I was looking at what to pitch for the Transformers, the two, like, main series is uh, Robots in Disguise and More Than Meets the Eyes. Mm. Is It's like, you can get Transformers, Robots in Disguise, or Transformers, More Than Meets the Eyes. Um, and yeah, those, I, I think, are, like, the main two books and i I think Mm -hmm. yeah if what you say is right then they do almost what the like superman and action comics does is like one is more focused on superman and these big like bomb fights that he has to do and then Mm -hmm. one is more of let's focus on clark kent and what he he does at at the that's what i want paper and stuff like that um so i i almost pitched the start of those issues but then i was like you know what i'm gonna go with this one-off story but um yeah so impactor has this beef with the character that ends up being tarantulas i don't remember their name yeah i don't remember the original name either um oh well i'm not gonna look too hard right now Mm -hmm. oh wait Methuselah. It's not that, go. but it's something like that. No, it's it is Methuselah. That is the that is the transformer that eventually turns into Tarantulas. I think you're a couple letters off, maybe, but it is it is like that is you can tell I'm that is the word it the, is derived from. I'm looking at the name right here. It's Methuselah. Methuselah. See, like there's an S or something at the end of it. It's, it's not the, straight it's up the, the name of the old guy. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it, yeah it's supposed to. I, I was like, oh, it's the 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 nine hundred year old dude from the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they do that, and then there's this like random robot in the background. Actually, I have the exact page pulled up mm-hmm. uh, right here. So if you're watching on the video version, my mouse is circling this little robot dude that's just off to the side. <laughs> It looks like he's not even turned on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's he's just standing there. And apparently, that robot is the character that eventually becomes Springer. Huh. Um. It, this is this is in volume two. It's the it's the flashback scene where I think we first meet Methuselah and wh- whatever Methuselah looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like the creation 
like his artificial transformer that he made or is that a different one because he was some sort of a he was some sort of a scientist Methuselah and he made like like he just like engineered in his lab and like they're all robots so I guess they are kind of engineered in the lab but he kind of artificially created a new robot yeah that's, that's Springer. That's that's who Sp- Springer ends okay. up being. So in in the, in the fight that Impactor has with Methuselah, uh, he he thinks he defeats Methuselah, or you know does one of the things where like mm. I kicked you down the bottomless pit. Who knows where that leads? <laughs> I'm done. Probably dead, but who knows? Maybe you'll come yeah. back. Uh, and yeah, and then he ends up like taking this other robot who's just the you know he's not really been programmed mm-hmm. yet really uh and basically turns him into an autobot and eventually is like hey i'm gonna k- kind of groom you to be the new leader of the wreckers um and yeah they set it all up which is kind of the underlying story of volume two but like we said it ends up k- kind of being inconsequential it's not as yeah it doesn't have the same emotional weight that uh iron fist is is that his name am i it is iron right? fist and then his pen name is physitron because he is writing like the records of the records and he's like publishing this like he's their unofficial like this week named- on the records podcast we have <laughs> <laughs> he sort of unofficially named himself like yeah i'm their b- chronicler and he writes these bombastic passionate like adoring tales telenovelas of <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah and uh, like i i think that story had a lot more emotional weight to it because at the end when everything is kind of revealed that Springer is this creation of Tarantulas or of Methuselahs, uh, Springer just doesn't care. Yeah, there's Almost. not much that that turns into now. Yeah, and and, and so I, I, I thought that aspect fell a little bit flat, um, whereas I think that the real story was the relationship between Imp- Imp- Impactor and Springer. That mm-hmm. that is what, like how how do you what do you do with that? Someone who is this artificially created transformer, uh, and, and yeah, like it, did I do the right thing by making him an Autobot? It, where he 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 like he didn't really get to p- pick what if that's a thing. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure, but like we're just like we're branding you an Autobot, and we're gonna yeah, groom that's you his, to do this his one first specific memory job, um. And it, yeah, it, it, just this whole weight of like, is that the right thing to do? Did, did I, was I a good dad or was I not? I oh, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. What did you think of volume two? I, the story was definitely easier for me to follow. And I like, I think I like Tarantulas better as a villain than overlord i like that one part of overlord where he's like i just want megatron's attention but like tarantulas as a whole was like scarier and like easier to get than overlord yeah. i also i don't know, like this is such a wild thing but like the noise maze and like yeah, yeah prowl is neat. just 
beaming his consciousness into Cup's head. Yeah, it gets all weird and metaphysical in book two. And I dug that. I also liked Verity's storyline that she'd been around, like she had been exposed to too much Transformer. It was slowly poisoning her and killing her. Yeah. And she's like, Iron Fist just did what he was told. He was a good Autobot and like he was slowly dying, but he went to go sacrifice himself for the good of the team. I'm not doing that. I yeah. am going to expose Prowl before I die. Which, if, if you guys didn't really put it together out there, Prowl is more like the Nick Fury slash Amanda yeah. Waller character yes. who's orchestrating this stuff, but who's also kind of involved. And mm -hmm. yeah. Verity's the, the one human in the story. And it seems like she's like there's a backstory to her that didn't mm -hmm. really come across in this so, book. Like she, she also seems like somebody carried over from earlier comics. Yeah. One thing I found out, I was looking at, let's see, do I already have it pulled up? Nope. That's the IDW page. Uh, so I typed in the Wreckers saga on Google and it comes up with a transformers wiki. Mm -hmm. Uh, and on that page, it says, well, actually, if I go to that page, page for the record saga and follow it to the last stand um blah 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 it says it it says the last stand of the wreckers follows the reassembly of the wreckers team after the events of yeah. all hail megatron Max, which we don't know series. anything about <laughs> we didn't read yeah um so i don't know if I, 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 yeah, I don't know if any of these characters were in that, or we saw them in Transformers more than meets the eye, or who knows what, you know? I, I want to take a sec and talk about how Optimus Prime is treated yes. in this story, because he's like this living god. He, yeah, he is like, there, he's up on this pedestal, and I thought like, that was so weird. Like, if you have seen him, it's like this amazing life-altering experience. Like, I will never forget the day Optimus Prime talked to me. But also, the old, the closest never thing... Never watching this sprocket again. The closest thing I could compare it to is kind of like the way they treat Merlin in the Harry Potter series. Where Merlin was a real man... You are given, like, you Order of Merlin, first class, this great award if you are a great wizard. But also, he's like a curse, or they're like, oh, Merlin's beard, I forgot my potions homework. They kind of do that for Optimus Wait, Prime. Am I am I missing something? Is how, I like, I don't remember Merlin being a big thing in the Harry he's not, Potter. He's not a character, but they just make allusions to him having existed. Okay. Fair enough. And just Optimus like Nicholas Prime... Flamel. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's, he's... he is alive at the at the time of the first book. We're not we're not here to talk about Harry Potter. Well, that's I I I, I that's just an entire different rabbit I hole. Mention <laughs> his, his I mentioned his name because that is an important name in alchemy stuff. Oh, oh, I forget he's a real man. Yeah. So I was thinking strictly about the fictional Nicholas Flamel, like the guy who made the sorcerer's stone and then he's like oh it's destroyed well i've lived long enough no more immortality for me i guess i'll just finish this paperwork and quietly die thanks <laughs> yeah 
But that's the closest comparison I've got. But Optimus Prime is still alive and he's like at least a vague acquaintance to everybody. Like they're. I mean, I, I would say more like Superman. Yeah, kind of like that. But like even more like revered and godlike. Like there's there's a big focus on like mental health in this story, which is really interesting, especially in those prose logs. All the prose bits mm, talk yeah. about like there's um a psychologist sort of character named Rung who is interviewing several of these Autobots that we see, and they mention there's a disease like there uh, there's some mental condition called I, like I I wonder if his name is a j- 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 is a bit of a like a psychology jokes the there was carl jung or however you say his last name but if 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 i'm if i'm just being stupid and being like well it's a robot version of jung so instead of (laughs) jung it's rung r for robots that might very well be it that was a name i could not figure out or maybe (laughs) or maybe he's a fire truck and he's got a ladder out of his back who knows who knows But there's a a mental condition where people hallucinate and think, like, they have this delusion of grandeur where, like, yeah, I am Optimus Prime. And it's called, like, like Deo. Oh. Deo is, like, one of the root words in this name for this condition. It's something like apotheosis. Apotheosis, that's it's, it, well, which is, that's like. That's one of the words. I don't remember what the first one Yeah, and apotheosis, apotheosis is a term for, like. You become like a god. Optimus Prime is, he's not just like, he's the best cool guy. He's more than just being like the master chief. More than being almost like a superman. Like he's a god to these people. But a god that like you have a chance of running into at a party. I, re- I really want to read more comics in the series just to l- see other ways that they treat Optimus Prime. So again, ac- so according to the Transformers wiki, mm-hmm. Primus Apotheosis, or yes. Primus Apotheosis, I guess that's how you say that word, is a recognized Cybertronian personality disorder mm-hmm. that affects 2% of all Autobots. Yeah. and. Even the odd Decepticon. It is. Let me zoom this because I'm getting old and I can't can't see. Uh, it is a part- particularly a acute form of hero worship, characterized by the obsessive need to specifically em- emulate Optimus Prime. Its major symptoms inc- include the constant quoting of notable <laughs> sayings yes! by Prime. <laughs> All. Turning one's physical form to appear more similar to Prime mm-hmm. and and sacrificing one's own life at the earliest opportunity for even the most remotely noble goal. And Pyro, who is one of the yes. characters in this book, he he has that. And that's a really good, that gives a lot of background to the scene in Last Stand of the Wreckers where there's you have to sacrifice yourself to open up that computer that has like all these, it's called Aquatus or something like that. The computer that has all this war crime confession on it. You have to sacrifice yourself 
and it has to be voluntary. Like the computer knows if you just shove somebody in there against their will. Mm -hmm. And so there's all these arguments about like, who's going to step in there and do it. And Pyro's like, I could, but I meant to die very heroically, not just turning a computer on. So no, count me out. He, he, he wants to, but he doesn't think that it's what Optimus would do. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's like, what, what what would Optimus do? He's like, uh, I know I'm destined to die very soon, but not here. <laughs> this is where it goes back to Iron Fist and why yeah. he's on the team. They k- k- kind of manipulated him to be on the team mm-hmm. so that when this thing happened, he would be the one that sacrificed himself because yeah. he knew he was already go- 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 going to die and no one else really knew. So no. when, when that came up, he was like, I get it now. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. It sucks, but you know. Uh, I, I I do want to add that further down on that Wikipedia page or the tr- Transformers Wikipedia page mm. on Primus Apotheosis, uh, it says the word apotheosis is an obscure term that refers to the transformation of a mortal into a god. Yes. Although this, this is... is likely meant to refer to the sufferers of the disease putting Optimus prime on a high godlike pedestal the fact that the original term was meant literally um adds another level to the prime as the christ figure imagery that occurs throughout the franchise yeah which was something i was vaguely familiar with Mm -hmm. and like to see it like put forth not quite literally but so strongly was very interesting I do want to dig into the rest of this franchise to just just them and this god robot is so what, well, what does what that make did... Megatron? Is Megatron the devil robot? Yeah. Potentially. Wow. wow. I mean I I, I would imagine so just on like simple black and white terms like this yeah. is the good guy that's the bad guy. Oh well. Yeah, he's you know. the Lucifer robots. Yeah. Um did so we mentioned this the the whole apotheosis. I hope I'm saying that word right. That, it's not like yes, a, yes. apotheosis or something like that. I don't, no, I don't know how to say all those names. This is this is one of the stages in the hero's journey also. Okay. Yeah. Which so this is why you you get an English major on the podcast. The the only thing that I retained from the hero's journey is they venture into hell and then they they come back out. Yeah, apotheosis is one of those stages, if I remember right, and I do remember that is how my professors pronounced it. So okay, cool. That's that's gotta be correct. Um, what was there anything else in these books that you thought was strange? to you i have a very odd and specific thing that was very What's strange to, to me um but i i i want to know if you picked up on this oh they have teeth ah! Ah! like i i why why do oh they my... have teeth they, they... Yes. <laughs> it's just so weird to me they, they why, why do the i do Autobots remember seeing like teeth? one of them had their mouth open and there was something like, it wasn't protruding like a tongue, but there was, like, a line. There was, like, an yeah. indentation, a shape in their mouth cavity like a tongue. Like, what? Wh- who is this for? Like, do 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 they eat food? I do, think do they, they... digest stuff? I, they I, I drink don't... oil. Like, it's called, like, in, 
injects like en like sure. energy but you wouldn't necessarily have to eat that or drink it in a yeah. humanoid fashion like mm -hmm. they are robots they are mechanical with this like soul spark thing you know with like a spark of a, a soul inside them so that like they could literally plug it in to their wrist or their mm -hmm. hip or their back or wherever like they, yes. they don't need to eat it like mm -hmm. we would this is why we gotta read more like i don't care about like any of the actual like plot things i just want this is how what do, how does their life... society work yes i just want <laughs> life stuff i just want a how slice of life transformers story where it's them. like do you have restaurants? Mommy, where do baby Transformers come from? Exactly. How do you make a new one? Are there family units? Are there couples? How does this go? Can robot? Yeah. Did the Transformers marry each other? Did Optimus Prime ever have a wet dream? Yeah, all of it. I want to know all of this. Does he have a husband I don't know about? <laughs> this is great. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I I think I think at the end of the day, this book has a lot of fascinating stuff. I don't know if it was told in the best way. It's this seems really directed at you are already a Transformers fan. You are already familiar with what's going on. And we're looking at it as just these outsiders who wandered in knowing the very basic concepts about Transformers. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, I did not get this for the most part. But what I got, like, I can tell there's really strong stuff in here. Yeah. And I'm intrigued enough that I would, I would seek out more. Like, yeah. I kind of want to go back and get the context that i was missing exactly exactly um i think that's about it that i have to say for this book i yeah. I, don't, I don't really have much else, much else. It's, good job yeah yeah Protein. great great read yes yes give yourself <laughs> time to read it don't try and barrel through this thing like i did it's a lot to take in yeah. Also, I was reading this on my tablet and like it's so wordy and yeah. like I'm looking at the full page view. And so the text is very little. And like that's that's a lot of eye strain. Prepare yourselves. Take yep. breaks. Get up. Walk around. Have a snack. Thankfully, my laptop is one of those ones that can like fold backwards and act oh, as a tablet. Aren't you fancy? So I, yeah, it's like not only do I have a tablet, but I have like an extra like big one. Dang, that's a good that idea. Stuff. So. Uh, and a lot of the comics, I can just, like, fold it backwards and just use the, like, normal, like, horizontal way because the, the actual page will be a good size. But this, yeah, I had to turn. I was like, the text is so small. I need it, like, yes. full and big. Yeah. Um, I had a random question I was going to ask you, and I just forgot what it was. <laughs> oh, well. Ah, uh, slip. It slipped my mind. Hmm. Um, remember Melissa, eventually. Yes. Yeah, it is your turn to pitch some stuff that we will be reading and or watching or consuming for yes. this next week. What do okay. you got for me? 
So, because you inadvertently pitched something where the main character has the same name as you, I thought I'd <laughs> I'd just do the same in the interest of fairness. Good stuff. This is a audio drama podcast called The Hadron Gospel Hour. I've heard of this one. Yes. And this was um one of the co-creators is a uh a a man named Michael McQuilkin. And so the main character is kind of based off him and his name is Mike Wilkinson. There you go. And this is a show. This is from my podcast app is telling me the first episode was released back in 2013. Okay. And I'd like to listen to season one and that's nine episodes and they're all like 30 to 50 minutes long. And the plot of this is that Mike Wilkinson is this sort of IT guy And this mad scientist sort of ropes him into being his traveling buddy as they go throughout these multiple dimensions that this, like, Hadron Reactor Collider accidentally broke open. And he's like, I need to expose this to the world. Uh, You know something about podcasting, yes? Well, come with me and please podcast my scientific findings to the world. And they just travel around to all these weird multiverses, and sometimes it goes outside of their narrative, and it acts almost like a sketch show. Mm -hmm. Like we're just listening to some random part of some universe they've been through. It's Yeah, it's like a little bit like a little bit sitcom, a little bit sketchy, and really nice audio drama, like good sound production and music and acting and all that. Okay, good stuff. Um, before you continue on to pitch number two, we need to go back for a sec and do recommendations for people who may have enjoyed the Wreckers saga. Oh, dang. All right. Well, I will put this on hold then. Um, so while, while, while you might need to collect your thoughts because you were like, I'm going to do all my pitch stuff. I, I will go ahead and do my recommendations. Um, uh, so I, I we kind of pitched this as at, at the start of like, hey, this is k- 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 kind of like the Suicide Squad stuff. Um, if 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 you want, you can check check out Suicide sure. Squ- Squad. Uh, it is a very similar st- 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 story or type of story, um, as well as X Force. Hmm. Uh, which, if if you guys are not familiar with X Force, this is basically a team of X Men that are like, all right, like we we get that we're not supposed to kill and do all the bad stuff, but sometimes these threats are just too bad that we might yep. need to t- take someone out. Uh, so I think it's like Wolverine and Cyclops, and uh, I think. Death, no, not, I was going to say, not Deathstroke. Uh, Deadpool, I think, makes an appearance on mm-hmm. X-Force and stuff like that. And they, they're the ones who will go do the, like, they might be a little murderous, but they're doing it for good <laughs> reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I want to give a shout out to a book I haven't read yet, but I've heard nothing huh. but good things. This is a book c- called Copra. Uh, and let me pull this up on wikipedia Mm -hmm. uh i heard this is also like a suicide squad type of um whoops that's not what i want i don't want creators one where is it let me do boop doop bro where are you 
Okay, let me open it up from the Image Comics website. Uh, according to the Image Comics website, the description says, They're ugly. They're mean. Mm. But up but up until today, they've always been loyal. So when one of their own betrays them, C -C -C Copper has no choice but to turn their nightmarish skills back on everyone who ever... On everyone who ever even looked at them funny. Here it is: the first six issues of Michelle's of of Michelle Fife's uh, critically acclaimed superhero revenge machine. Mm. Um, yeah, it it from what I've heard is is it is the Suicide Squad done right? Okay, or it is yeah, like superheroes gone bad type of thing. Um, it's it's one that I haven't read, but I've heard nothing but good good things from. So I I might say go go check that book out. Neat. I don't have anything to recommend based on like the kind of ragtag, you know, we're the team you call in when nobody else can get the job done or anything else. It's about like when are robots alive? I don't have anything on that level, but on the level of this is a classic like. Saturday morning cartoon story we're all familiar with. We think it's kind of cheesy, but this is a time when it is taken seriously. Mm -hmm. This is something I always go back to Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, which was an animated series that ran on Cartoon Network mm -hmm. um, some years ago. And it's a little bit more teen mystery solving. It's not that far away from something like a Buffy, for instance, yeah. but it's far more serious then you are used to seeing Scooby-Doo and it takes a much more mature, you know, thoughtful, yeah. emotional look at all of the characters. There's also a comic series called Scooby-Doo Apocalypse yep. that I read the first couple issues of and I've been meaning to go back to where, yeah, Velma is a scientist who works for a lab and she finds out they've accidentally triggered the apocalypse and it's just the gang you know in the van, you know, just <laughs> traveling around trying to fight the apocalypse and that's also yeah. like real hard looks at terror yeah uh so i do you mentioned scooby-doo mystery inc we covered season yes. one of that show back on episode 25 of the what long time ago show. Uh, yeah we did yeah. that last halloween yeah actually it was september september 23rd is when that episode oh. came out uh, so That's just, right. Just a little bit before that but, I, yeah. I believe i remember extending halloween to all of october and september yeah I just um, got the spooky started really early. Yeah, so that that was a hard one. Go back and check that out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yes, yes. So yes. back to pitches. Uh, pitch number one was the Hadron Gospel Hour. Yes. Season one, episodes one through nine. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Okay. Perfect. So I did that because I figured we had a Springer. We could now have a Wilkinson. And go. the other two pitches are just me looking at my DVD shelf saying, what haven't I watched in a while? What sounds good? <laughs> Som sometimes that's what you gotta do. This is the handy part of physical media. Whenever I'm stuck, I just have to go in my living room and just look at the shelves like, mm -hmm. this one seems fine. So pitch number two, how do you feel about watching the Muppet movie again, Kyle? <laughs> I, I I don't know if the word again applies. I, I may have seen it. I don't remember. You may have. I may have. 
we we were a Muppet loving household, but the Muppet caper, the great Muppet caper was my favorite. And I watched it so much. And I found that I remember very little about the Muppet movie anymore. Okay. And I've just been feeling nostalgic lately. And it's a road trip movie. It's a musical. It's a story <laughs> about a wacky group that gets together because they have a dream and they want to go to Hollywood and they make it big. You know, featuring all the all the Muppet friends you should know and love. You know all these guys, right? I hold the mm-hmm. DVD up. You know these? I, yeah, I, I, not all of their names but i know I, I, I know them names i look I, I i know kermit i know uh oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> what is it? like I, I i know there's the like the like wild one i don't remember his name so yeah sure that, wow. that guy wow. uh I, I i i know there's the like teddy bear looking one bear Sure, that guy. Uh, I <laughs> I know there's like Miss Piggy. There's yes. uh, what is the? Isn't he the smaller one? What, what, what like real thin head? Do you like wiry? Oh, Beaker. Black hair. Sure, that guy. <laughs> See, you- I know the Muppets. <laughs> You may need to be schooled in this, Kyle. This is a beautiful film, a amazing musical, very charming, very funny. The Muppets are ser- they have serious comedic talent behind mm-hmm. them. And I look at this DVD. I've not watched this movie in a very long time, and now that I'm adult, you know, it's got a a litany of celebrity cameos, and now I actually know these names. Look, we've got Madeline Kahn, Carol Kane, Cloris Leachman, Orson Welles himself is in this. That's Elliot the one Gould. that I recognize. I didn't know who Elliot Gould was when I was eight years old. Now I do, and I can watch him interact with a puppet. <laughs> you can also, Kyle. You can too, for just three simple installments of 1999. <laughs> yes, Jim Henson's The Muppet Movie. What year is this from? This is from, like, 1978, I think. Wonderful. Yes. All right, pitch number three. We haven't done a compare and contrast in a while. The last time we did it was in December when we read Grant Morrison's Happy, Mm -hmm. and we watched the television adaptation of it. And I am proposing... Season two is already out, but I don't think it got continued. I think it got canceled after Mm. season two. Are you familiar with The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, Kyle? I am familiar Okay, good. This is the cult hit novel. It was a series of books, but like the first one is one people really latch onto by British author Douglas Adams. Mm -hmm. And in 1981, the BBC turned this into a six episode miniseries. (laughs) And then in, I believe this was 2005, uh, it was all condensed into one theatrical motion picture. So we can watch the six-episode 1981 BBC series and the most recent movie. The movie's got Martin Freeman, Most Deaf, Sam Rockwell, Zoe Deschanel, and Alan Rickman as the robot. There you go. If you want more robots in your Pretty good cast. Yeah, yeah. And this is a story about Earth is destroyed by aliens who believe Earth is just basically insignificant. And they're going to put basically... An intergalactic highway where Earth is. 
And there's one alien on Earth who grabs his best friend and takes him away before the Earth explodes. And his best friend's like, what? I didn't even know there were aliens this morning. Now I'm out in space and just I'm in my bathrobe. How do I live now? And he's like, well, I thankfully am a co-writer of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Arthur, this will help you out. I got you covered. Again, <laughs> this is also kind of a road trip story, I guess. Yeah. We're going to hop through space. Hitch trip. We're just going to learn how to live now that Earth is destroyed. There you go. Yeah. Good stuff. Three very different options. I went themeless this week. Pitch number one, Hadron Gospel Hour, mm-hmm. season one. Uh, pitch number two was the Muppet movie. And pitch yes. number three is uh, compare and contrast between the original TV miniseries mm-hmm. adaption of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And Which the is on Hulu. Movie. I stopped and looked it up to make okay, sure this cool. wasn't so obscure thing only I owned a copy of. It's on Hulu. <laughs> Um, I think, I think I want to go with Hadron Gospel Hour. Really? Okay. Yeah. I, we, I, we barely do audio drama. So when they come up, I'm always like, Ooh, yeah, good. Um, and, and I, I, I'm always like, I should come up with some more of them that I should p- pitch. And then I never do. And then you're always the one that's like, I have it's audio al- dramas it's to pitch. It's always me, but then I never know. I barely know comics and I've never pitched a manga. So we cover each other's weak points. There you go. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I, I w- want to do that one. I think I've actually listened to the first part of the first episode. Mm-hmm. If I'm not mistaken, it was one of those like wacky sci-fi, yeah, some k- kind of audio drama mm-hmm. stuff. A long time ago, years ago though. Yeah, it, this thing did come out almost six years ago. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested in checking that one out. Okay, and that's episode one through nine. Yes, which is a Correct weird that. episode cool. count, but episode nine is the season finale. Cool. Good to mm-hmm. know. That is what we will c- cover for next week then on episode Eat. 65. Yeah. We're getting up there. We are getting up there. Good stuff. Uh, well, thank you all for joining us on this episode of the review show. Melissa, mm-hmm. where can they find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. If you guys want updates with this show or any of the other podcasts that we do we are at the whatnots on twitter uh you can go check us out on our website thewhatnots.com. uh listen to us anywhere you get your podcast just search for the whatnots and all of our stuff will come up go follow us on youtube mm-hmm. use your help go follow us on twitch because we could use your, your your help there too. go like share subscribe do all of that stuff uh patreon.com Patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us for as low as a single dollar a month. Mm-hmm. And help us out a ton. Uh, for the people at the $5 t- tier, we want to give shout outs to yes. all of you guys. So thank you very much to Sam and and Christine uh, for helping us out, uh, keeping the mics on, and just helping us make this mm-hmm. content. Uh, we always want to make bigger, better content for you all. Uh, and that helps us out a ton to be able to cover our costs, make this ma- magic happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's it. Yeah, we're all done. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we will see you guys next week then. Adios. Bye. <laughs>